Welcome to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, where each week we find ways to gently rebel against the nonsense that overwhelm and exhaustion are just the price you pay to have the life you want. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. It's lovely to have you here. So we're continuing with the theme of using our comfort zone to adventure fully go forth doing what you really want to do and creating the freedom to be yourself by feeling safe, by feeling at home, by resetting your nervous system so you're not stuck in overwhelm, so you release the pressure. And today I want to focus on shrinking the bear. This is related obviously to my previous episode which I talked a bit about how we can make mountains into molehills instead of molehills into mountains. So what if it's no big deal? What if your full adventure, which you think is huge? So for me, that would be having it all. Very important to me. I've tried the either or just having work success or home success. I've tried that. But in the end, there's too much missing. For me, a full life includes work that feels deliciously satisfying, that has that beautiful stretch, but I also feel like it's what I'm born to do. So that for me would be coaching. I absolutely love coaching. It's easy and deliciously challenging all at once. It just makes sense. And it's easy for me to therefore get into the whole when I'm cheating thing. But the truth is, first of all, I spent years to get to this point of being a really good coach. Secondly, it takes a lot of courage to coach, to stand up and say you can help people. Thirdly, it takes practice it just takes that you know that day in day out this is who I'm going to be this is how I'm going to show up so I can justify it so that's helpful for me so whatever it is that you want just setting it in a scene of your life stepping back and looking at your whole life how did you get to this point what do you want to pull in so this knowing ourselves recognizing our strengths recognizing what we really really want that matters that can be really really helpful but I don't want to go too far down that in this episode because that goes into having the confidence to do the work you really want to do, which is which is linked to imposter syndrome. And I want to just park that for now and pick that up at another case, another time. What I really want to talk about today is this very specific shrinking of the bear. So the having it all for me is that work that we've just talked about that really, really satisfying work, that really successful business, that being at the top of your game without sacrificing my home life. But also I want more than that. (laughs) My list is pretty big and I dare you and encourage you to actually list out what you really want because it's a bit like going back to when I was talking in previous episodes recently about this idea that there's this lizard that when he gets scared, he drops his tail to survive from a predator. And I kind of feel like that's what we do a lot. We compromise on our dreams a lot. So I don't just want that deeply satisfying work that feels both easy and deliciously challenging. I don't just want that. I actually want a lot more than that. I want to be really well paid, which I am, and I'm really grateful for that. But I also want support in doing that. I also want to work with integrity. Now, this is really important to me. And that's one of the big struggles I had when I was in my career was that I couldn't drop the integrity. I couldn't do the slopey shoulders thing where I just offloaded rubbish onto other people. 
and that was done to me or I allowed that to be done to me until you know it's taken me a long time I'm 54 it's taken me a long time to learn better boundaries I don't think my boundaries are perfect I think it's a never-ending delightful adventure of discovering how to have better better boundaries but they're much stronger now you can hear it in the way I speak I'm done with overwhelm I'm done with pressure I don't do pressure or overwhelm I'm not interested it doesn't work for me it clogs my brain I can't think straight and then I'm ineffective and I want to and there's another bit on my list in my having it all list I also want to absolutely kick ass at work so when I'm working I want to be able to really really focus and there are things that go into having that focus like really good nutritious food I want locally produced food without chemicals without damage to our soil or our air or our water I want kindness in the way animals are raised and plants are treated, et cetera. I want the whole process to be really nourishing. I'm really demanding about my food that feeds my body. Have I got that perfect? No, but it's there for me. It's a value for me. It matters to me. And then getting enough sleep so I can focus. Now, I've learned how to focus really well, even on days when I nights when I don't sleep as well as I'd want to because that's been important to me that's part of my journey but I'm still going to prioritize sleep because I know it's good for me I love sleeping I love dreaming I love I just I love my bed so what goes into enjoying sleeping really well beautiful bed stuff what do you call it bed linen and you know sheets duvet All of these things matter, like having a really nice pillow matters to me. There's so many things like reading before I go to sleep matters. There's lots of things that matter that the bedside lamp I have matters to me. The fact that I don't wake with an alarm clock. All of these things go into me having it all, being able to focus and kick ass in my working life and enjoy the rest of my life. So that's just some of my work stuff. Like there's loads more on that list. Let's just dig in a bit to my definition of having it all in my home life. So I want to work from home most of the time. I do venture out, but most of the time I want to work at home. Why? Because I just, I like it. It's where I want to be. It took me a long time to get to this point. And I have this cottage that we're renovating and I have half an acre and I want to hang out here. I've done enough years of being away from home working. I want to be here. Does that mean that I don't want to go traveling for work? No, I want to do both. But I want my day-to-day business to be run from home. So I've made that happen. I want to hang out with my dogs. Like, I love my dogs. I just, for me, the biggest joy, I was talking to Rosie earlier, my one of my Cavalier Spaniels, and just saying, I love you so much. <laughs> Do you talk to your dogs like this? I love you so much. I appreciate you so much. I'm so grateful that I get to hang out with you. And I know you feel the same way. This is obviously ridiculous conversation or beautifully heart touching conversation whichever way you want to put it that I had with one of my dogs this morning because we get what we focus on and I love so much working with my dogs not Megan Rosie behind me right now that matters to me that's on my list but it's one of the things that I wouldn't have dared put on my list previously because I didn't think it was possible so that's just part of my having it all there's tons more there is on you on your list. And I dare you to connect to your heart, to really be honest. What do I want? And I found out what I wanted and had the courage to say what I wanted to myself, because this isn't like a public list. It's not even 
written down. It's not even something that I discuss with my partner. I mean, bits of it come up, but it's not, it doesn't need to be declared. This is part of this gentle rebellion. This not having to make this big stand as if we have everything sussed out. No, it's a discovery. It's curiosity. So my commitment to having it all is to constantly pay attention to what that means for me. So what's your having it all right now? Because it's going to change because it depends on what chapter of your life you're in, whether you're having children. My children are grown. It's a different experience now. That doesn't mean they're not still in my having it all. We're very much in it. I want to be close to both of them. I want to see them regularly. I want to be there for them when they need me. If they need me, I want to have fun with them. You know, I want to be an integral part of their life. I want them to feel loved. I want them to love coming to my home and spending time with me. This matters very much to me. That requires me to feel good. It requires me to not be so distracted by work that I don't have the time and the space to nurture that. So what is on your list? Your invisible is probably an invisible list, or you might have bits on a dream board or stuff written down, but really getting specific about what at this point in your life, in this chapter of your life, that means for you, it's really worth daring a bit more and being a bit more honest. Now, I'm not saying you're dishonest. I'm just going to reflect on what I know that I've done with myself. It's very, very easy in a world where we're encouraged to set goals. So really tough goals to just actually not admit that a lot of what we want is a lot simpler than that. It's the kind of stuff like that conversation I had that I've just told you about with my dog that sounds silly or is empoweringly heart filling depending on how you look at it. That's really important to me. And when I'm working with clients and I work with the most amazing people, I am honoured and touched by the people who choose to work with me. I just find them remarkable human beings. Now, that was on my list. (laughs) I choose to work with lovely people. I choose to work with remarkable people. And that's who I work with but I'm still honoured and touched hugely by that. Now, these people do some amazing things. And if I said to you that one thing all of them probably have in common is that they want to have that feeling, not actual thing necessarily, but that feeling of being wrapped in a warm, soft blanket. I have that. So I want to kick ass at work, but I still want to feel at home in myself. I want that feeling of being wrapped in a warm, soft blanket. That that just, oh, thank God I don't have to try harder to be better, to be accepted. That feeling at ease. To me, that soft, that wrapping ourselves in that blanket is that feeling at home in ourselves. And from that place, we can kick ass. Of course we can, because our nervous system is at ease. And then we can think straight and we have more energy because we're not holding all this tension in our body. And also because we feel strong and stable. When we overwork, I believe part of that, see if this resonates with you, I know this is true for me, that part of it is that need to be better, that need to justify my existence. Like if, if only I was good enough in some better, I never recognized it as a feeling of not being good enough, but fundamentally, I think it does come down to that. But that need to be better in some way so that I can have what I want. 
because I understand that what I want feels like a lot. I want to, I have huge business goals and I also just want to be wrapped in a blanket on the settee with my dog. Like that sounds contradictory, but it's not. It's just who I am. So this process of identifying what having it all means to you is worth playing with in a very gentle way. So gently and firmly, maybe doing some messy journaling or some mind journaling. Just what is it? Just picking it up and going, oh, yeah, actually, do you really want that? That's right. And I have both. I thought I had to be really tough at work if I was to kick ass. It feels contradictory to be able to be well respected in your work and to be soft and kind and lovely and gentle. It seems contradictory. So I think our minds tend to like things very black and white. So it's just like, no, you can't both. You're going to have to toughen up. And I did that for years. And it was quite frankly, utterly, utterly exhausting. I lost part of myself. And that's not what I want. And I don't believe it's necessary anymore. In fact, I know it's not because it's not how I do things anymore. So what if we decide that this huge thing, this living your full adventure, whatever that means to you, this having it all without compromise, without compromising your integrity, your ability to be soft and gentle and fun. What if that? What if it was no big deal? What if it was no big deal? What if, of course, it's possible? What if the opposite to what we think is true? If we think that having it all is impossible, what if we just decide not only is it possible, but actually it's the only way? What if we decide that the way to have everything we want is to be ourselves? What if that were true? What if actually it's all about the freedom to be ourselves. What if it's just not a big deal, just every day in tiny, tiny ways, I let go of the idea there's something fundamentally wrong with me and I just practice more and more love and self-acceptance. What if it's no big deal? What if this is normal? Because there's plenty of evidence throughout like ancient self-help or personal growth or spiritual wisdom, which suggests this is true, that our natural state of being is one of perfection, but that our mind tells us there's lots wrong with us in order to keep us safe. And then we just become squished. And then we're forcing ourselves, bashing ourselves to be better, pushing through fear, making everything a struggle, making everything hard, being scared, coming from a place of there's not enough, I'm not enough. This competitive, and most of it's actually a competition with ourselves or bashing against our minds, or going against our bodies until we exhaust them and make them sick, or crushing our hearts down. You can't have that. It's ridiculous. Who do you think you are? You can't have that. You can't kick ass at work and feel at ease. Nonsense. What if that's all rubbish? What if it's really, really true that practicing love and self-acceptance, that expanding into yourself, that taking the pressure off yourself, so that you can be more and more fully yourself. And I don't mean that there's, I really don't like the term best self because it feels to me at once a limit, like there's a best self and once I'm there, that's done. And also a pressure. Like if I was my best self, then this argument wouldn't have happened. Like I personally don't like that. And obviously it's semantics now, you look, it's a nuanced thing. But for me, I like the idea that it's an adventure of expanding and daring gently to be more and more myself it's a facing of myself it's a facing my fears gently 
looking inwards and saying, oh, oh, you were just scared. It's okay. You snapped at that person because you were scared, right? You don't need to do that anymore. So you can let it go. So it's the noticing what comes up, the gratitude and letting it go. So let's just shrink your bear. Let's just decide that you can have it all, that it's not a mountain to climb. It's just a molehill and everything's okay. And it's all possible for you. You just need to do it in tiny, tiny, tiny steps. Shrink the bear. It's not a big deal. What's the next tiny step you can take? Shrink the bear. Shrink the bear. So first of all, you need to identify your bear. So when we're talking about having it all, there was lots in that, right? So you don't want to go for all of it at once because that's the big bear. So the easiest way to do it is Kaizen it. Have you read that book? Beautiful book. I used to talk about it a lot a couple of years ago on the podcast. One small step can change your life. Kaizen. Can't remember who it's by. It used to be on my windowsill. It's not here now. Sorry. Go check it out. Beautiful, beautiful book. And it's about doing the smallest possible thing, which is what I'm all about. What's the smallest step you could take today towards that? Now, I would argue that the most powerful step you could take is doing the one minute mark, because that is a self-awareness, resetting of your nervous system, self-acceptance, dropping the judgment, loads of stuff, connecting with yourself, listening to yourself, all in one go, all in one minute. I would personally argue that, but that's because I'm a huge advocate for my own work, obviously, because it works. It works for me. It works for my clients. I love it with great humility. I feel like it came to me or came through me. And here it is for you. Would you like to do it with me now? The one minute mark, because to me, it's the ultimate life hack. It's the smallest thing you can do today to shrink your bear and start to find an easier way through your day. And really, it's all about today, isn't it? How you move through today matters, because who you smile at, how you respond to an email, everything, how you are in the world matters and how you are today has an impact on the next day and the next day and the next day. So it's not that we don't want big, huge dreams. Obviously, look at me with my huge dreams, succeeding in a up and down roundabout discovery way, because it's not about doing it perfectly. It's all just useful information. And for me, it's all about listening to myself more, noticing what's not working, noticing what is working, doing more and focusing more on my strengths, what is working and gently letting go of all of the ways that I judge myself too harshly. Okay, you want to do the one minute mark with me? If you're driving, just let my words wash over you as normal. But if it's safe and appropriate for you to do so, I invite you to close your eyes because it's easier and it's all about making it easier. So sending all of your awareness from wherever it's scattered today into your feet and feel your feet on the ground. Allow your belly to soften if it wants to. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Just notice feet on the ground, softening belly or not, maybe allowing the shoulders to move away from the ears if they want to. And just notice completely neutrally how you feel in this moment. And however you feel is however you feel. Don't try to change anything. Don't try to achieve anything. Just notice completely neutrally 
how you feel in this moment. And then bringing to mind all of the things that you want, that impossible dream. And then shrinking your bear, turning your mountain into a molehill. Imagine that it is possible. It's just no big deal. Of course you can have it. It's your adventure. Of course you can have it. It's no big deal. And just watching the mountain shrink, imagining your mountain as a little tiny molehill. It's all possible for you. It's all waiting for you. And notice what comes up for you. Noticing your mind, whether it gets chattery or not. Notice anywhere that your attention is drawn to in your body or not. Everything is possible for you. Just shrink it. Shrink your bear. Shrink your mountain into a molehill. And notice how that feels for you in this practice. And each time you come to this practice, notice how different it is. Get curious. It's all just useful information. Shrink your bear. Shrink your mountain into a molehill. And know that you can have what you want. It's all possible for you. And thanking your body, your heart and your mind for this useful information, for always being there for you and having something to add to the conversation. Thank yourself for being in this practice and noticing. And then when you're ready, opening your eyes, pausing, notice how you feel. Maybe making an intention, if you found that helpful, to come back to this again and again and again, whenever you need it or just for fun. And then go make the impossible possible. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a little moment of your time to share it, like it, etc. to help other people find it. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please go to www.tidymark.co.uk.